the Sunday of Utica, the fifth Sunday in Lent. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Let us pray. Almighty God, by your great goodness, mercifully look upon your people, that we may be governed and preserved evermore in body and soul. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. The Old Testament reading for Utica is from the book of Genesis, the 22nd chapter. Now it came to pass after these things that God tested Abraham and said to him, Abraham, and he said, Here I am. Then he said, Take now your son, your only son Isaac, whom you love, and go to the land of Moriah and offer him there as a burnt offering on one of the mountains of which I shall tell you. So Abraham rose early in the morning and saddled his donkey and took two of his young men with him and Isaac his son, and he split the wood for the burnt offering and arose and went to the place of which God had told him. Then on the third day, Abraham lifted his eyes and saw the place afar off. And Abraham said to his young men, Stay here with the donkey. The lad and I will go yonder and worship, and we will come back to you. So Abraham took the wood of the burnt offering and laid it on Isaac his son. And he took the fire in his hand and a knife, and the two of them went together. But Isaac spoke to Abraham his father and said, My father, and he said, Here I am, my son. Then he said, Look, the fire and the wood, but where is a lamb for the burnt offering? And Abraham said, My son, God will provide for himself the lamb for a burnt offering. So the two of them went together. Then they came to the place of which God had told him, and Abraham built an altar there and placed the wood in order, and he bound Isaac his son and laid him on the altar upon the wood. And Abraham stretched out his hand and took the knife to slay his son. But the angel of the Lord called to him from heaven and said, Abraham, Abraham. So he said, Here I am. And he said, Do not lay your hand on the lad or do anything to him, for now I know that you fear God, since you have not withheld your son, your only son, from me. Then Abraham lifted his eyes and looked, and there behind him was a ram caught in a thicket by its horns. So Abraham went and took the ram and offered it up for a burnt offering instead of his son. And Abraham called the name of the place, The Lord Will Provide, as it is said to this day, In the mount of the Lord it shall be provided. This is the word of the Lord. Deliver me, O Lord, from my enemies. Teach me to do your will. He delivers me from my enemies. You have delivered me from the violent man. 
The epistle is from the letter to the Hebrews, the ninth chapter. But Christ came as high priest of the good things to come, with the greater and more perfect tabernacle, not made with hands, that is, not of this creation, not with the blood of goats and calves, but with his own blood, he entered the most holy place once for all, having obtained eternal redemption. For if the blood of bulls and goats and the ashes of a heifer, sprinkling the unclean, sanctifies for the purifying of the flesh, how much more shall the blood of Christ, who through the eternal Spirit offered himself without spot to God, cleanse your conscience from dead works to serve the living God? And for this reason he is the mediator of the new covenant, by means of death, for the redemption of the transgressions under the first covenant, that those who are called may receive the promise of the eternal inheritance. This is the word of the Lord. The Holy Gospel according to St. John, the eighth chapter. Jesus said to them, If God were your Father, you would love me, for I proceeded forth and came from God, nor have I come of myself, but he sent me. Why do you not understand my speech? Because you are not able to listen to my word. You are of your father the devil, and the desires of your father you want to do. He was a murderer from the beginning, and does not stand in truth, because there is no truth in him. When he speaks a lie, he speaks from his own resources, for he is a liar and the father of it. But I tell you the truth, you do not believe me. Which of you convicts me of sin? And if I tell the truth, why do you not believe me? He who is of God hears God's words, therefore you do not hear, because you are not of God. Then the Jews answered and said to him, do we not say rightly that you are a Samaritan and have a demon? Jesus answered, I do not have a demon, but I honor my Father, and you dishonor me. And I do not seek my own glory. There is one who seeks and judges. Most assuredly, I say to you, if anyone keeps my word, he shall never see death. Then the Jews said to him, now we know that you have a demon. Abraham is dead, and the prophets. And you say, if anyone keeps my word, he shall never taste death. Are you greater than our father Abraham, who is dead, and the prophets are dead? Who do you make yourself out to be? Jesus answered, If I honor myself, my honor is nothing. It is my father who honors me, of whom you say that he is your God. Yet you have not known him, but I know him. And if I say, I do not know him, I shall be a liar like you. But I do know him and keep his word. Your father Abraham rejoiced to see my day, and he saw it and was glad. Then the Jews said to him, You are not yet fifty years old, and have you seen Abraham? Jesus said to them, Most assuredly I say to you, Before Abraham was, I am. Then they took up stones to throw at him, 
But Jesus hid himself and went out of the temple, going through the midst of them, and so passed by. This is the Gospel of the Lord. We confess our faith with the words of the Nicene Creed. I believe in one God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and of all things visible and invisible, and in one Lord Jesus Christ, the only begotten Son of God, begotten of his Father before all worlds, God of God, light of light, very God of very God, begotten, not made, being of one substance with the Father, by whom all things were made, who for us men and for our salvation came down from heaven and was incarnate by the Holy Spirit of the Virgin Mary and was made man and was crucified also for us under Pontius Pilate. He suffered and was buried and the third day he rose again according to the scriptures and ascended into heaven and sits at the right hand of the Father And he will come again with glory to judge both the living and the dead, whose kingdom will have no end. And I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Lord and giver of life, who proceeds from the Father and the Son, who with the Father and the Son together is worshipped and glorified, who spake by the prophets. And I believe in one holy Christian and apostolic church, I acknowledge one baptism for the remission of sins, and I look for the resurrection of the dead and the life of the world to come. Amen. When o'er my sins I sorrow, Lord, I will look to And hence my comfort borrow That thou wast slain for me Yea, Lord, thy precious blood was spilt For me, O most unworthy to take away my guilt. O what a marvelous offering! Behold, the Master spares his servants and their suffering, and grief for them he bears. God stoopeth from his throne on high, for me his guilty creature. He deigns as man to die. My manifold transgression henceforth can harm me none. 
Since Jesus' bloody passion for me God's grace hath won, his precious blood my debts hath paid of hell and all its torments. I am no more afraid. Therefore I will forever give glory unto thee, O Jesus, loving Saviour, for what thou didst for me. I'll spend my breath in songs of thanks for thy sad cry, thy sufferings, thy wrongs, thy guiltless death. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Then the Jews answered and said to him, Do we not say rightly that you are a Samaritan and have a demon? Jesus answered, I do not have a demon, but I honor my Father, and you dishonor me. And I do not seek my own glory. There is one who seeks and judges. Most assuredly I say to you, If anyone keeps my word, he shall never see death. Then the Jews said to him, Now we know that you have a demon. Abraham is dead, and the prophets. And you say, If anyone keeps my word, he shall never taste death. Are you greater than our father Abraham, who is dead? And the prophets are dead. Who do you make yourself out to be? Jesus answered, Your father Abraham rejoiced to see my day, and he saw it and was glad. This is the word of the Lord. Father Abraham has many sons, even as he has but two. And though he has but two, only one is truly his son. As St. Paul has written to the Galatians, the two blood sons of Abraham preach concerning the spiritual differences between being a child of the law and being a child of promise. Ishmael claims blood, but he is cast out of Abraham's tent. Of Ishmael, the Lord says through Sarah, Cast out this bondwoman and her son, for the son of this bondwoman shall not be heir with my son, namely with Isaac. The blood of Father Abraham does not save Ishmael. The blood of Father Abraham does not save the Jews. The blood of Father Abraham is not even that which saves his son Isaac, bound to the altar on Mount Moriah. Who saves Isaac? It is the very same thing that motivates Abraham to sacrifice Isaac, 
and the very thing in which Isaac trusted so that he was willing to be sacrificed, the promise of God. If God had asked Abraham to sacrifice Ishmael instead of Isaac, would Abraham have done it? Would Abraham have been so willing to go along with God in that scenario? I think not. You see, the test of Abraham is not about the blind obedience of an ignoramus. Abraham is not being put to the test so that God can determine if this pawn is worth his trouble. It is not about proving loyalty. The test is all about the promise of God. It is a matter of faith that trusts in that promise, and it is also a matter of deeper revelation concerning the true spiritual meaning of that promise. Abraham could not have sacrificed Ishmael because God would never have asked it of him. Were God to ask that, the entire test would be one glaring reason to abandon God, for he would prove himself in that request to be the petulant, bloodthirsty dictator the world accuses him of being. Indeed, God would never ask Abraham to sacrifice Ishmael because God is unable to make that request. Ishmael is not an heir, and he is not the child of promise. The test can only be associated with the child of promise. Yet if God truly had asked the sacrifice of Ishmael, of Abraham, Abraham could not have done it. Fatherly love would prevent him, because there is no carrot large and orange enough and no stick large and heavy enough to compel a father to slaughter his own child with no hope and for no reason. Yet if Abraham could and did proceed to sacrifice Ishmael on Mount Moriah, what would have happened? The slaughter of a child and nothing else. No angel would have stopped Abraham's hand and stayed the killing blow. All of this revolves around the promise. Abraham is willing to sacrifice Isaac and only Isaac on the basis of the promise that the Lord made to him. Isaac is the child of the promise. It is an easy thing to begin pre preparations for a sacrifice that will either be stopped or undone. That is Abraham's faith. Isaac is the boy. There is no other. God will not let him die or will not let him stay dead. Isaac, likewise, also has faith in this promise. He knows his father Abraham, and he knows his father God. He himself believes in the promise so fervently he is willing to be sacrificed. God is so bound by the promise that he does stay the killing blow and does indeed provide for himself a lamb for the offering. But what is the promise exactly? The answer to that question is what Jesus proclaims to the Jews. Isaac is the child of promise. In one sense, the most literal sense, Isaac himself is the promise, 
since God gave him to parents wholly incapable of childbearing, according to his word that he would do so. Yet what is the point of such a promise if it ends with Isaac? No, the fullness of the promise is that the nations of the world are blessed in Abraham's seed, which is Isaac in the here and now, but Christ in eternity. Christ is the seed of the woman, of Eve, of the mother of all, of life, of the Blessed Virgin. Christ is the true seed of Abraham, the true source and content of that great promise to the patriarch. Isaac is not an heir of Abraham, he is an heir of the promise. In that sense, he and his father are both heirs by virtue of the Christ who is to come. This is what Jesus means when he says, Your father Abraham rejoiced to see my day, and he saw it and was glad. Father Abraham honored his father God by faith in the promised son through the promised son. Jesus honors his father by blood, Abraham, by keeping Abraham's faith, but he honors his father in substance by doing the father's will. He is Abraham's son and Abraham's Lord, and he is Abraham's promise and the content of Abraham's faith. The promise is not so much a guarantee of something not yet happened, but a divine person for whom all the Old Testament saints waited. The promise takes on flesh in the incarnation, becoming substantive, becoming a child of Abraham by blood and by promise, to ensure that all the nations of the world are blessed in his redemptive act. Isaac is the blood son of Abraham and the son of the promise, but Christ is the true Isaac, the true son, the true promise. Isaac carries the wood for his own sacrifice, just as Christ carries the wood for his cross. Isaac knows what will befall him, but trusting in the Lord's promise, he permits his father Abraham to bind him to the altar. Jesus knows what will befall him as well. Nevertheless, he says, All this I gladly suffer, and permits that his heavenly Father bind him to the cross and offer him the bitter cup of wrath to drink. Isaac is spared. Christ is not. That is how you know who the true son of the promise is, whose death could not be prevented, which child could not be spared. Only the true son of the promise is required to die. This is why the Lord stops Abraham from slaying Isaac, just as both Abraham and Isaac knew would likely take place. Abraham rejoiced in the day of the Lord because he saw the Lord who is before Abraham was. It is Jesus himself who stops the sacrifice of Isaac. It is the angel of the Lord, the Christ, who stays Abraham's hand. Jesus' eternally nail-pierced hands hold back the hand of Abraham. His scarred body, shining in glory, proclaims that he is the lamb God has provided for the offering. 
the event on Mount Moriah, the future site of Golgotha and the crucifixion, confesses the reality of the promise to Abraham. Abraham sees, Isaac sees, and they rejoice in the Savior of the nations whose life will not be spared but whose death cannot endure. Abraham rejoiced in this day that he witnessed because he knew what it meant. Death has no power. The Jews mock Jesus by reminding him that Abraham died. But Abraham is Jesus' child, Jesus' heir, and the beneficiary of Jesus' sacrifice on the very same mount. Abraham may not have been standing with the Jews, but he was by no means dead. Jesus says, If anyone keeps my word, he shall never see death. This means that no one who dies is lost, even if they may not be with you still, not even Father Abraham. You, with your father, the patriarch, have witnessed yourselves the day of the Lord in the person and in the work of God, the promise himself in the flesh, to whom you cling even as he clings to the cross for you. Rejoice with Father Abraham, children. He did not die, though he died, and neither shall you. Jesus is the child of the promise, and you in him are children of the promise yourselves. Jesus is the mediator of the new covenant by means of death for the redemption of the transgressions under the first covenant that those who are called may receive the promise of the eternal inheritance. Lord, have mercy. Christ, have mercy. Lord, have mercy. Amen. Let us pray for the whole Church of God and our Lord Christ Jesus and for all people according to their needs. For the Holy Catholic Church throughout the world, that it may maintain a counterculture amidst the culture in the Holy Word of God and the unsullied teachings of the blessed apostles, let us pray to the Lord. That the Lord who sent out his apostles would continue to bless his apostolic office for the blessings of strength, endurance, perseverance, courage and steadfastness to be given to all bishops, pastors, chaplains of the armed forces, and missionaries both domestic and abroad, let us pray to the Lord. For all Christian peoples, for strength of confession, resolve of will, rigidity of faith, and purity of life, for true penitence amidst the great Lenten fast, for Christian households as sacred refuge from the world, for all Christian marriages as icons of divine love, and for Christian youth, both young and old, that they would remain firmly grounded upon the rock of their faith's foundation and not be swept away by the current of the age. Let us pray to the Lord. For the nations of the world, especially for the United States of America, for Russia, and for Ukraine, for their people and for their rulers, for upstanding leaders of good character and wisdom, for peace and concord, for an end to violence, warfare, bloodshed and strife, for the destruction of evil and evil intent, 
and for the rule of love, for the preservation of justice and the defense of the innocent, and for prosperity to abound among all nations, let us pray to the Lord. That the God to whom creation bows would grant unto the world deliverance from all error, relief from famine, protection from natural disaster, and freedom to all in captivity, especially those who suffer for his most holy name, and that God would send his holy angels to guard us in every endeavor, let us pray to the Lord. For the Father's unfailing mercy upon those in anguish, those suffering with depression, those broken in heart and spirit, those struggling with addiction, those who fear, those who suffer, the unemployed, the destitute, and all the needy of this world. Let us pray to the Lord. For the cross of Christ to be the glory of man, that the people of God would bear their crosses and follow their Lord down the Via Dolorosa to the Mount of Sacrifice. For all poor miserable sinners, especially the apostate and the pagan, that they may be made white in the blood of God and be made heirs to salvation and life everlasting, let us pray to the Lord. For the healing of the great physician upon all the infirmities of man, granting an end to disease and health to the sick, especially to our brethren Sherry, Jim, Pam, Kenzie, Jeremy, Dick, Ron, Luann, Richard, Shelley, and Michael. For peace to the dying, especially to Reggie and Carol Jean. For comfort to the bereaved, especially Nick and Sarah. And for everlasting peace to all servants and handmaidens who now rest in Christ, especially aid in grace. Let us pray to the Lord. Lord Jesus Christ, you are truly the Son of the living God. Have mercy upon us, we pray, that guided and defended by your mighty arm, we may be delivered from all demons, idols, perversions, and wickedness. Though we have deserved the wrath of the Father, we pray you to take away our sins and to look upon them no longer. Preserve us from all error, from all strife, from all sin, and from sudden and evil death. Grant unto us true faith, that in our wilderness of sin we may find aid and succor in you, the only word made flesh that proceeds from the mouth of the Father, the true bread of life that comes down from heaven. May we, in humility and love, find at your cross the mercy seat of God's altar, and in your flesh and blood the source of all our life and living, even as you now reign with the Father and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Lord, remember us in your kingdom and teach us to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power 
and the glory forever and ever. Amen.